So what do we do? I mean, because one of the things that I always took from Mike McNair or whatever, and I, if your listeners listen to From Alpha to Omega or whatever, they'll know that I have deep problems with Mike McNair. Um, it's analysis in some ways. But Mike McNair points out that all the theories of socialism among countries breakdown made by Trotskyists, they were all predictively wrong. Yeah. Um, like all of them. All of them. Um, Marcy was the Marcy and the Sparts were the least wrong, uh, and they were opposed to each other. But still, but they were all wrong. And and when you look at like the the dissonant Maoist predictions on China, they have all been wrong too. Um, to, so one of the reasons I get why the left opposition has a str- has a hard time reframing this is like the predictive track record of the left opposition has been real shit. Right. I mean, it does take it. It takes <laughs> until the 1990s for the like final consequences. And that's the wrong way to put it. Right. Because it's not the final consequences uh, it, of, of something from the 20s. It's consequences. Yeah, it wasn't inevitable. None of that shit was. Inevitable. Right. There are consequences upon consequences upon as, as, as a result of a long trajectory. Right. But it's not like you can say, oh, 92 uh, really does vindicate the perspectives of 22. Yeah. You know that that well, that's that what the that's is... what the ISO would say. Right, that's what the ISO would say. But I feel like what that does is it takes away, um, it basically like flattens history and takes away all the the human agency out of the decades in between and the twists and turns. And we've talked a little bit about this with regard to, you know, the reasons why the Yugoslav and Czechoslovak experiences are are so interesting, is because they are after mm. supposedly Stalinism as a worldwide phenomenon crushes forever the potential of the working class inside those countries. And then they continually reassert themselves anyways. Right. And, and then when you really look at the, la- like the Cuban, the Cuban experience is interesting because the Cuban experience, while it's supposedly a form of high Stalinism is not actually. And you study the dissident forms of the cultural revolution in China, that, that stuff gets wild. Um, all like in left and right directions. So you're left with you're you're left with a bunch of like I used to talk about this as teleological typologies that are based on like the only important dates of history were a hundred years ago, and once we figure out the betrayal of the revolution, you know my personal favorite is eight eight uh, nineteen eighteen is the betrayal of the revolution, but that's just me. But like everything, everything, <laughs> everything falls, falls, falls to place from that moment. And all of really, it's not just like left oppositions. Even Stalinists have, you know, the betrayal of 1952 um, or the betrayal of Ding in, in uh, 1978 or the betrayal right. of the wishy-washy postingist and which Z is, you know, fighting against and in the 90s i mean so you just you just have those ossified moments and really um that's not how any of this actually worked you know thankfully yeah so thankfully that's not how this actually works so it's much more interesting and complicated right that's right (laughs) but but it also is plenty of grounds to give us false hope and we comrades are revolutionary pessimists we do not have false hope (laughs) 